This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm currently still in Norman, Oklahoma, in this tiny home. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 27th, episode 2422, brought to you by Kemen Industries. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Well, do you think they're liking us less and less over the years? Who? I was just thinking about that bumper. We've had that bumper for a long time and the little saying, people like me. I don't know. Are they liking us less and less the longer we go? I try not to dwell on negative things, Glenn. <laughs> it just struck me when I heard I that. I am still the queen. <laughs> you will true. listen to me. That sounds like me. I'm so it, the queen. You know, I remember the first time we played that, you were so offended. Because you came on, and I remember the first time you said, that yeah. is not me. I don't sound like that. But I na- totally am still offended by that one. I'm like, <laughs> it makes me sound like such a diva. And I'm like, sitting here right now, and I, I like dirt under my nails, and my hair's a mess, and I probably should <laughs> oh, put on some deodorant. you can be a diva in different ways. There's <laughs> different ways to be a diva. Are you missing, you know, you didn't get to go to Kentucky over the weekend. Uh, Did you watch any of the coverage? from the- Glenn, you know what? All I needed was... My Facebook memories. Oh, you have memories. And I'm like, oh, cool. And it's like every year that Facebook has been on my register popped up with my trip to Kentucky. It was like, this is always Kentucky day, <laughs> weekend, whatever. And it was like us in the, in the uh, airport with, you know, Lucas and Abby, but it's a uh, Lucas when he was like two, cause that's when I took him or three. And then there's another one of like, us oh, at the cross country jump. And then you and me together in you, the rain. I saw and several I like, of you and me together <laughs> in the rain. In the rain. And it was always in the rain. <laughs> hey, you know what? We pro- we escaped a big one this year. It poured the whole weekend. It was a mess. Really? It, it was cold. It was 40 degrees and raining. It that was a mess. So I don't care. It sounds fun <laughs> and amazing. I'll never take it for granted ever again. <laughs> I, I did keep seeing the memories pop up, too. And I also did not watch any of the coverage over the weekend. You know what else this week is supposed to be? It's supposed to be our coverage about whose horses are running when and how and... In what order in the Kentucky Derby? It's Derby Derby Week, baby! Well, they're also doing a virtual thing, because who isn't? Uh, So uh, on May 2nd, they're celebrating the first Saturday in May with a day-long Kentucky Derby at Home party to raise $2 million for COVID-19 emergency relief efforts. And this is done by the Kentucky Derby people. 
Uh, so it'll feature a Kentucky Derby Triple Crown showdown as 13 Triple Crown horses will face off under the Twin Spires in a virtual race. So he, guess what they did is they animated a virtual race? How, I don't know. Do you know? The they details? have algorithms and they have been going crazy with this. I am dying to see who's going to win. I mean, this is fascinating. So is it going to be like one of those that's animated? Are they going to like superimpose all the real horses racing? I, 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 there's no way they could do that. They want to earn, they want to make two, $2 million for charity. They'd spend 200 (laughs) million million trying to get that done. But I I would like to point out too, that the Kentucky Derby, the people of Louisville right now, it is, I I can't imagine what they're going through. This is typically a weekend that generates $400 million for their economy. And here they are. There's nothing yeah, going there's on. There's like, it's like party a every day party. from noon till midnight, uh, yeah. usually. Yeah. And, and a hotel, I just, I can't, this is just The crushing. bourbon industry has to be, it has to be crushing for the bourbon industry. A bourbon's <laughs> probably fine. People are getting their <laughs> drink on. Yeah, but not as much as they would during Kentucky Derby Week. Chad um, It's like their Christmas for bourbon. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. He, he said he saw a video of a guy that was you know going out for his morning walk in, in an upscale neighborhood. And, and the guy was like, it's recycling day here on, you know, Elm Street. And let's go take a look oh, no. at what our neighbors are recycling. <laughs> and like, these are like million dollar homes. And he's like, and in recycle bin number one, I'm pretty sure that's about 35 bottles of wine. <laughs> Let's go on down to number two. And they go to the next house. It's like like a hundred beer cans in their recycling <laughs> bin. The next one had like six bottles of vodka in their recycling bin. He was like, looks like we're all spending the time the same here for COVID-19. <laughs> it's like, and so I, so I think probably booze is fine. Yeah. That's I think, probably the least hurting in Kentucky heard, right now. I heard a guy who uh, works at a Budweiser distributorship and they said sales were up a hundred percent double what they normally are. People get that refund, man. You go to the bar, <laughs> yeah, you know, typically, but you got to go to the liquor store. Now I told you I went to Sprouts and there was like two people in Sprouts and I went next door to the liquor store and it was like, I was waiting to get in. ABC liquors <laughs> is our big one here. There's are all over the place. And That's all Florida. I've been seeing, all I've been seeing on, on Facebook is the ads that we will deliver the liquor right to your trunk. No Shut contact. Up. You oh, open the okay. trunk, they park it right in your tree. You don't even have to talk to them. That'd be nice. I'd do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Because everybody is- knows usually, you don't usually go shopping in the liquor store. You know what you're going to buy. Like, mm, maybe I'll try this today. No, no. You, you know what you're going to get. And especially at this time, people are going for comfort liquor. Is that a thing? <laughs> like comfort food? You're going after your comfort liquor. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's your comfort liquor, Glenn? Uh, comfort liquor is really sweet wine. I just go for really sweet wine. And then, you know, I don't usually make strawberry daiquiris at home, so I'm kind of missing those. You know, I like fruity drinks, but who makes fruity drinks at home? I haven't gotten the blender out in 10 years. That's true. So, nobody makes fruity drinks at home. You get those when you go out. You make smoothies. Yeah. I, I, and nobody gets fruity drinks when they go out, Glenn. People I, get, fruity get fruity drinks when they're on the beach. I get fruity drinks when I go out. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you News, think I like cruises? It's I, nothing but I, fruity drinks. First time I ever went out to dinner with Glenn, <laughs> they're like, what can I get you? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what dark beers do you have on tap? You know? And they're like, you know, we have a Negro model. I was like, I'll take that. That sounds good. What would you like, sir? Can I get a strawberry daiquiri oh, with extra whipped cream? My favorite drink of all time, strawberry I was daiquiri. like... 
<laughs> what? Who am I working with right now? Like and fuzzy navel. Have... That's another good one too. Oh my god! You need an insulin shot after those. I like Sorry. fruity. I like sweet. Sweet. Uh-huh. See, I don't like sweet. So, <laughs> all right, let's do daily winnies. <laughs> Way for new listeners, we don't agree on any TV either or movies. So no, no movies, no TV. I don't really know how we're still doing this. Actually, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy happy birthday to you. (laughs) Only one auditor birthday that I know about today. I'm going to start adding that. Uh, Matt Hagee, happy birthday to Matt. He's been uh, very active in the auditor room since we started it, I think, a long time ago. And also, we have a bunch of new auditors, and I want to thank them all for their support. Some of them come in at really high amounts, too. So no matter what amount, we appreciate you, and we appreciate your support. Andrea, can you give the disclaimer before I do these names? Um, Glenn does not know how to pronounce anybody's name correctly at all. And if he gets it wrong, it is a badge of honor. And uh, you consider yourself just part of the team. I mean, you're part of the crew. Because it is embarrassing. He'll be like, "Um, Andre Smythe. And I'm like, Andrew Smith, that's not hard. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how hard. (laughs) Do you want to do the list today? Let me get to it here. Let's see. Andrew Vernatter, Jane Hench, Thomas Stokel, Patricia Brown, Mary Malay, Sheila Whetstone, Amy Funk, Adrian Hansford, and Faye Bierbauer. See, I gave you an easy list today, though. This was oh, an easy whatever. List. That was an easy. You, <laughs> you know what? You go ahead and read them how you would read. <laughs> no, you got it just right. You were perfect. But mm-hmm. I want to. I do want to thank them all. That's great. That's terrific. That's like in the last week or so. So we really appreciate. If you haven't joined the HRN Auditor Room, just search for HRN Auditors on Facebook. And if you want to become an auditor, help support the show. Matter of fact, uh, uh, those payments will be coming out here at the end of the month, and uh, Jamie gets part of that. So it's part of her pay. Uh, by the way, Jennifer says you need to cash your checks because I just did it. I just did. (laughs) I didn't, I got all these checks. I forgot about them and they were stacked to my desk. And then like, I don't want to cash them all at the same time because what happens if that screws you guys are, you're counting up. So then I message her. I'm like, can I cash them all at once? Or can I cash like a couple? She's like, cash them all. (laughs) She she just wants to get the accounts straightened out. So, uh, thank you for doing that. But welcome everybody. We really appreciate you. If you want to become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right side of the page and you'll see an auditor banner as well. We do a lot of things for the auditors, like we'll be chatting after the show today uh, for a special auditor post-show. And now it is your turn. Man, sometimes you just need a girlfriend to, like, make things better. And I am not I just, that person, by the way. You are not, no, no, not that person. No. You are not a girlfriend, nor do you usually make things better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would like to give a little shout-out and daily Winnie to my friend Larissa, who was my shoulder to lean on and cry on this weekend. And I went to her house yesterday, and she provided wine, and that was kind of what I needed. And I appreciate it. And some days you just can't be around your husband oh, anymore. No. Um, so yeah, good times, good times. Uh, I'll, I'm going to fill you guys in on. Oh, so what... you were building furniture then? <laughs> <sighs> was I, it like I, IKEA? Was the instructions every bit as good as IKEA? I, uh, you know what? I let Lucas and Chad do the furniture while I rode some horses. Okay, Probably like I had. To walk... Yeah, yeah. I walked away. I made the bed afterwards. I was like, "Here you go, Lucas. Here's your sheets. I bought you." I'm grateful. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Things are yeah, going so well. Had a, <laughs> a tough weekend, and uh, I'll tell you all about it here in a minute, I guess. I don't know. Okay. 
when you want to hear about it. Oh, uh, in a minute. So I got a couple of announcements here quick. Uh, tonight's uh, HRN Live at 5, I'm going to have Max Cochran, who was on our show on Friday, talking about memories of Teddy. By the way, that was wonderful to hear her Oh my gosh, that. that was so great. I know, it was so neat. But Max is also the president of the United States Eventing Association. We knew her long before she was that important. And uh, she's coming on tonight to speak about what's going to go on with eventing and where do they go from here and y- what happens. Uh, and I'm also going to speak about some horse shows that are really missing the mark on communications and compassion that I've seen over the weekend with some of my Facebook friends. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Uh, And part of the reason I'm talking to Max is because U.S. Equestrian has now extended the shutdown through May 31st. And part of the reason they did that is because most of the states are still shut down and it's just would be a mess to get started. So also, um, I'm probably going to have somebody from uh, the USEF uh, uh, on bill probably next week on HRN Live at 5. They reached out to me this morning to give us an update. We lost a battle, Jamie. We lost a battle in the war of keeping horses where out in front of public. And that is the Chicago City Council took advantage of this time when nobody's paying attention to anything but COVID to vote 46 to 4 to end horse-drawn carriages in Chicago. That was not a close race whatsoever. Yeah, well, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time. And one of and a couple of our listeners, including our good friend Tony, and many others had tried so hard on this one and to keep them in. And up to the last minute, they were having write-in campaigns. They got thousands of people to write into the, to the you know, city council and all of that. And they lost. So uh, 10 horse-drawn carriage licenses will expire at the end of the year and will not be renewed. They'll be allowed to stay there through the end of the year, which they can't work now anyway. So that's kind of mute. But, uh, yeah, so that was sad news for the horse world right there. Um, good news for the horse world is that virtual horse farm tours being run out of Kentucky are apparently are bringing in thousands of viewers. I haven't done this yet. We should really look at doing one of these. Um, you can do it by going visit horsecountry.com and 20 different farms around Kentucky are doing virtual horse tours and you can meet all the celebrity stallions and all that stuff. You um, can go to the lanes end when they showed Zenyatta in their walk around. And did you watch it? Uh, <laughs> Did I watch it? <laughs> I've been there and I've actually got to see her. Is it kind like, of fun to watch? You, but it's still it's still amazing. Go check it out. I mean, it just makes you feel better about the world because everything is so green and beautiful and perfect. And it takes a lot of money, a lot of work to do it. But you don't see that. You just see it beautiful and perfect and awesome. Yeah, exactly. Well, another good thing that happened on the Horse Radio Network uh, came out over the weekend was Dressage had a excellent interview, quite long interview, actually, with gold medalist Ingrid Klimke. And she, of course, has been five times to the Olympics and gold medalist, and she does eventing and she does dressage, and she never stops and she never does interviews, but she had a lot of time. So she spent about a half an hour with them, and it was I, I actually edited that one. It was a fun interview, so if you haven't had a chance, go to the Dressage Radio Show and look it up on your favorite podcast player and take a listen to that interview. It's interesting to hear how they're running things in lockdown. And one of the things I've noticed I wanted to bring up with you is I've, you know, because we have so many shows, I get to hear all these interviews with big name, big time uh, athletes of all the different disciplines. They all sound more relaxed and less stressed than I've ever heard them. And one of the things that they're all saying right now is, wow, I think I kind of needed a break and I would never allow myself to take one. And if you remember years ago, when, when when you first started in the horse world, 
even the jumpers had breaks in the winter. They would have December and most of January off. Bef- mm-hmm. Before pre-Wellington got so big, right? They, mm-hmm. The horses would also have a break. And one of the things that they're all saying right now is that, wow, we've been able to work on things with our horses that we never had time to work on before. And a couple of them even said, I, we're even rethinking how we're training our horses now. Now, whether that sticks or not, when the pressure's on to win money after, I don't know. Uh, you know, after things get full speed again. But I think it's caused a lot of professional horse people to kind of think, wow, I'm working. I, I have had more time and I've been spending more time with each horse. What, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I mean, I've never lived that hyper competitive lifestyle. So to me, it, it really doesn't hit home what they're saying. I think that people like, I'm, I'm like hearing you talking and I'm like, that is a cop out for you not doing your horsemanship. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm going to go to a show and our listeners too, like if we have a show, we try to be prepared and everything. And each horse is a big deal to each one of us. And I've worked for people where the horses are. Well, they ride 10 a day. I mean, yeah, well, the horses are employees. Yeah. You know, there was one, one upper level eventer I worked for and I, I couldn't even stay there. I was like, the, the horses are commodities and, and employees. And so that's, I, that's when I decided I didn't want to live that life was because I don't want my horses to be employees. I want my horses to be family. And so when I hear you talking about that, I'm like, I don't know. It just seems I'm just I, like, I, I just want to call BS on it. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Again, having having worked at places like that and seeing the way some people treat their horses, good for you for slowing down a little bit and maybe getting a little horsemanship done. But, I mean, there's great people in every sport and there's not so great people in every sport. And I worked for some of the not so great people in the sport. So I, I got to say that, you know, my my perspective may be a little shaded um, or tinted, but uh, hearing that, good for some and Shame on you, some of you, <laughs> who have been neglecting that. Well, I mean, I, uh, yeah, maybe something good will come out expected. of it. Maybe it'll make him realize something. I, I, say, that's a hope. Probably, I'm not sure. <laughs> you probably didn't expect me to say that, did you? Sorry. <laughs> All right, Tom, just one more. Hey thought this week that we... Sorry, I was getting it queued up. Jeez. And it's uh, so I thought this week that we would, because it is Kentucky Derby week, that we would, each day we would play one of the old Kentucky Derbies. And I thought, what better to play than the first year we actually covered a Kentucky Derby together? Believe it or not, almost 10 years ago, it was in 2011. And I don't know, you don't have to say. We'll all be surprised because most of our listeners, I'm sure, will not remember who won that year. But this was 2011's Kentucky Derby. It was the first year we provided Kentucky Derby coverage here on the show uh, together. And I remember how excited we were to talk about this. Uh, and do you remember, you don't, don't say it, but do you remember who won that year? In 2011, off the top of my head, uh, no. no but when I clicked, when I when I heard the names in this, I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right, here we go. Tom, just one more to go in. Watch me go, and Rafael Bejarano into that outside gate. 19 three-year-olds all in line and ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby, and sold that had a great start, but it's coming to the top. 
who goes out to the front, and there goes Shackleford to the outside, and Pants on Fire settles in right behind them. Decisive moment is down at the rail. Soldat is right there to the outside, so it's going to be Shackleford, and Shackleford's going to make the lead in that mad rush to the first turn. Comma to the top on the inside, second. Soldat is right there running in third position, Pants on Fire fourth. Decisive moment rides the rail in fifth. Nero is sixth on the far outside. He's pretty close. He's only five lengths off the lead. Then Stay Thirsty, Mucho Macho Man between horses. Midnight Interlude is there. Then Santiva. Watch me go on the outside. At the rail is Twinspired Animal Kingdom is right behind them. Then Ireland's Master of Hounds. Brilliant Speed is there on the outside. He's ten lengths off the lead. It's another three to Arch 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 who's outside of horses and moving up. Then Calvin Burrell on the rail with twice the appeal. He's got two horses beaten. They're Derby Kitten and the favorite Dial in is dead last. He's 15 lengths off the lead of 48 and three half mile as Shackelford leads the Kentucky Derby field into the far turn. He's in front by a length and a half. Comma to the top on the outside is second. Decisive moment is third at the rail. Pants on fire is right there and fourth. There goes Nero. Nero is moving now on the far outside. He's moving quickly after Shackelford. It's Shackelford on the far outside. Nero Comma to the top between them. Pants on fire is there. Mucho Macho Man is fifth. Then Animal Kingdom. Nothing yet from Dialde. He still has about 15 horses to pass. They're into the stretch. And it's Shackelford with the rail. And Nero on the outside. These two Animal Kingdom roaring down the center of the track. Here comes Animal Kingdom in the middle of the racetrack to grab the lead. And then it's Nero and Shackelford. Yeah. <laughs> Mucho Macho Man, you got in there. We've got Shackleford in there, and then Animal Kingdom wins. And these are all like very prolific sires now. It's crazy. And that was also Larry Kalmus's first year calling the Kentucky Derby. It was. And you know, the problem I had, and I looked around for a bunch of videos, they had the background noise too loud on the NBC yeah. coverage that year. That was NBC's feed. And it was too loud. I mean, but they, they, They've fixed that since then, but I I, I looked around. I, I don't couldn't know. Find I thought one. it was still too loud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've looked around and I couldn't find one. They really need to cut that back. It was almost hard to hear. But that was also the year we got to know Mucho Macho Man, right? So yeah. uh, that, yeah. boy, can you Dean believe and that Patty was that many became... years ago? I know. Dean and Patty became uh, listeners, and we had Larry Kalmus on back then as well because it was like his, you know, call in the Derby, and we talked to him about it. So it was kind of a fun time um, back when we had terrible audio. So if you do go back and you listen to the old, like, the, you're like, oh, Larry Kalmus did an interview. I'll go to Horses in the Morning and I'll type in Larry Kalmus into the interview. Just know that it sounds like we're on like really bad transistor radio AM, AM dial. <laughs> like it's embarrassing. So that was before we had what we have modern now, technology. So. It was before modern times. Was, yes, exactly. <laughs> we gave pre- it hell though. It was prehistoric times. <laughs> people are like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, nothing. Uh, people nothing. still listen. That's the crazy part. <laughs> I don't, I don't tell anybody. I never told anybody what I did because it sounded so bad, but it's all better. Well, we've had five years of good now. So tell me, uh, why did divorce almost happen over the weekend? Oh, no, 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 no. No? That, 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 that's, that's a, as an aside. That's oh. just too much time together, oh. to be completely honest. <laughs> yes. But something happened over the weekend that was really tough for me. Um, and yeah, maybe some people were not as 
sensitive as they should have been to my emotions, but whatever. So you sure you want um, to talk about this? I have not heard what this is yet. Well, the the bottom line is I, I had some people coming to look at Drax over the weekend uh, and um, they were coming from four and a half hours away and they've seen a million videos and they really felt like he was the horse. And at this point, you know, he's a, he's a very special horse and all of my horses are. And I don't want somebody to feel pressured to buy a horse that they don't, it's not, that's not going to work out, you know? So I, I'm very, I don't know. I'm like, keep take him for 30 days, take him for a month, home with you. If you break him, you buy him, you know, or, and, and if you break him and you can't take care of him, I'll take him back, but get an insurance policy on him. Take him to your farm for 30 days. Um, and, and, and I'll hold your check. You know, Nobody so I, says that. <laughs> no, but I know, but I want them to go to the right places. And, and how many times have you bought the wrong horse? I mean, so people buy the wrong horse. Yeah, all so, of us have, yeah. so I don't want that to happen. So I want the right person to have him. So I said, you know, get an insurance policy on him, take him to your trainer for 30 days and spend time with him. And then let me know what you want to do. And I was like, and if you don't want him, you have to bring him back. And I put all this in writing and they bought an insurance policy. I got the the Coggins and the health cert, but they hadn't seen him yet. So they come to the farm to see him. And he, he's a, he's a sports car. Like he is collected. He's got some spring in his step. He's forward. He's, I mean, he's a five-year-old thoroughbred who's been in train. Like he's a monster right now. He's just big muscle, strong dude. And, um, it was definitely not a match, like instantaneously, like within her being on the horse for less than a minute. I was like, okay, we're good. And she's like, yeah, we're good. This is definitely not the horse for me. So I think amazing though, you can watch the videos, but you're seeing the person riding the horse that is a match. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, but, but it also, I mean, the stress of you've been in the car for four and a half hours, you get out and I'm like, throw you up on a horse. And then, and then also, but, and then in one minute you realize you just wasted your four and a half hours. Right. <laughs> and that's, and, and this was a cup there, young married couple. She's getting her first horse. She's been taking lessons. She has a trainer. She has a program that she's in, but she's getting her first horse and a five-year-old event horse <laughs> thoroughbred is not typical horse that that person should be looking for. So I, ca I called Chad over and I'm like, Hey, can I ask you something? Cause he's, they're so, they were so nice and so, so sweet. And the, then the husband got on and it, it, it just wasn't a match instantaneously, but I called Chad over and I'm like, Hey, I have an idea. What do you think? And like stomach hurts telling you guys this. Cause I, it's tough. This was really hard. I said, do you think it would be okay if they took Oki for a ride? And for those who don't know, Oki is a mare that we adopted a, several months ago because her demeanor is one of like, my child rode her and she's off the track two weeks and my husband rode her around. She's super calm, push ride, really, really nice to do isn't that anything. isn't supposed to be with. his horse? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but let's be honest, his horse that he got four months ago, five months, however many months ago, guess how many times he's ridden it. I would, judging by me, I would say zero. 
No, he's ridden about once a month when I'm like, okay. get on. Your horse is tacked <laughs> up in the barn. And it, it you that's know, that's when we ride when we're forced to. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing is like when you have a horse, it's, it's the caretakers of the horse's job. Like I'm the one who has to get out and get her out and pick her feet and fly sprayer and get her all, you know, fly mask on all this stuff that you have to do with a horse. And so it's, you know, that he's the one who want, really wanted to adopt her and I get it, but Duke's still doing great. And so she was going to be a replacement for Duke. So anyway, I, I bring her out and uh, let them ride him, ride her. And it's just perfect. It's just perfect. I mean, it's like the perfect horse for this young married couple getting their first horse. She's just, and she's one of eight for me, but she'd be like their baby. You know what I mean? Like she would be what they center on and focus on. And he even said, the husband was like, after you graduate from this horse, it can become my horse. And then you can get another, you know, because she's very laid back and chill and slow and, you know, her riding will improve. And anyway, but the, the mare has untapped potential because she's just super chill and I haven't done anything, you know, besides just ride around. I popped over some jumps, like, but like, I haven't competed or anything like that, but she just has that demeanor of like being a really good first horse for somebody. So I said, well, why don't you guys decide what you want to do? I went and talked to Chad and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, not sure that I want to do this. I, I mean, I definitely don't want to part with her, but it would be such a better thing for her. You know what I mean? Like for the mayor and for this young couple. And so, um, they decided they wanted to to give her a go. And so I had to change all this paperwork and, and went back in the house and made some edits. And so I sold Oki. And Chad maybe. was okay. Chad was cool. He's fine with it. He, yeah. you know, he's like, okay. Yeah, cool, we're usually yeah. all in favor of getting rid of a horse. That's exactly. <laughs> and and you know, we're about to sell our other land, hopefully, and then those two horses that live there are gonna come back. We're just gonna be like a little horse uh overload uh, for a while. Um so it was a sensible decision, but one that I was not prepared for. Like my plan was to compete her this some, like as soon as competition started back up, my plan was to go compete her and she'd be so fun because she's chill because Zeus still isn't kicking and doing great. I don't know if he's going to event anymore. And I'm like, she's going to be my next event where she's so chill and fun, blah, blah, blah. So they've got her for 30 days. We shall see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, either it's going to work out or it's not, and they'll bring her back and I'll be happy or they'll keep her and they love her. They've already said, like texted me pictures of them hand grazing and like walking around. Their trainer's going to ride her first. And that, you know, the, it just seems like a really well thought out. I talked to the trainer on the phone. He's delightful. I just, I feel really confident about the place she went and the people she went to, but I loved her. You know, and so they pulled out the driveway and they're like waving bye. And I'm like sobbing into my husband's shoulder. And I think that he was like, you know, cool. She's going to a new home. Great. You know, and, and it, but you know, men, you men just don't get the emotional connection that us women do with an animal. And, and like, oh, he loves having her face rubbed and she loves just getting groomed and she's very sweet. And I, I don't know. I just, I, but like, really laid back, you know, not like she's the polite one. And she's also the lowest on the totem pole. Like Stanley, the yearling is above her in the world of like how she is treated. So anyway, I, I just, she was just really a uh, easy horse to be around and a, a lovely horse. And, and I, I'm sure I did the right thing for her, but I'm just 
struggling with it. So that's why my daily winning when she delivers it because she let me come over and drink lots of wine and told me I did the right thing, which is what friends are supposed to do. I was just going to say you did right by the horse. Oh, I, you, I, I'm not sure you did right by you. And I don't think you did you think you did right by you, but I think you did the right by the horse. And you also did right by that other couple by not giving them a horse that was going to break them, literally and <laughs> figuratively. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've all seen that happen. I mean, we've had, you know, we saw that with, you know, Jennifer's students who decided one day to go to the racetrack, get a thoroughbred without consulting anybody right off the track. And the lady broke her neck the next day. Oh, my God. The horse threw her. She hit a wall, broke her neck. Oh. So there you go. I mean, you did right by the horse and you did right well, by the Well, you know, I know I know people that would be like, take it and you'll be fine. You'll yeah, learn to ride. The, this the, horse but, is like a sports car and you need to learn to drive a sports car. Yeah. And this is how you're going to get better. And this is how you're not. But no, that's yes. not true. You can't learn when there's fear present. Nobody can learn no. when there's fear present. So I, I don't know. I just felt like I did did the right thing for the, I, I just, they were so nice and they drove so far and they were like ready and they did all the homework they were supposed to do. And we were prepped and ready. And I, and it was just really disappointing. And then, then to see her with, with Oki, I'm like, Oh, well, that's a good well, Besides, match. you'll find five more in the next two weeks that'll come into your property. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This, this one of these, I just got is spicy. Man. <laughs> Send it to Jennifer. She loves that kind. Oh, Jennifer. <laughs> I'll send, her, I'll send you both. I, the, the one, the the chestnut that I have in training right now, he is lovely, and I think Jennifer really likes him because he's like a Nigel twin. Yeah, he's like <laughs> the chillest dude. I've taken him out on trail rides. I've got him to where he's just, he's just relaxed. And the other one, I got to where he doesn't try to kill me. Moment to moment, <laughs> like you know, he the 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 little bay horse that's in training, bless his heart. Somebody had had beat him up pretty good, and he had some pretty big issues with um anything coming up to him, like his hind end, and he kicked quite a bit. So we've been working on that and the riding thing. Like he he's just gonna take a long time. So. Yeah, moving on. All right. Well, uh, I had a chance to catch up with Cody from Kemen. Remember, we talked to him before. I had a chance to catch up with him over the weekend, and oh, cool. we had a little chat. So let's take a listen to that. And then we're going to come back. We have, I, I realize we never told anybody what's coming up in the show today. Uh, we have Deanne coming on from Horse Nation. She'll be here. <laughs> we're going to have some question first world problems, and we'll have a post show. Stop talking. We'll have a post show for you as well. So here we go. Well, I have Cody Swan on with us, who leads the equine business department over at Kemen, of course, our sponsor for Mondays. And, you know, we've been telling you in the last couple of weeks about something called chromium and how uh, how Kemen uses chromium in some of the horse feeds. And I wanted to have Cody on to talk about chromium because that is something that not a lot of us have heard things about. So tell us about the news that's come out about the FDA and chromium and how it applies to horse feed. So the FDA recently approved Kimmons food additive petition for the use of chromium propionate in horse diets. So a huge accomplishment by Kimmon and something that we feel will really benefit all horses uh, in the industry as a whole, really. So if for those folks who aren't um, familiar with the FDA ingredient approval process, uh, it's fairly intensive and requires a, a, a fair amount of, of time and investment. And so the, the FDA really requires uh, 
the manufacturer to submit data in three areas. So efficacy, does the product work? Safety, they want to make sure it's safe for the animal. And um, does it fall within the guidelines of, of environmental uh, restrictions that the FDA has. And so it's really those three areas. And so obviously with our approval, uh, Kimmin was able to satisfy those three areas. And, uh, and so the product name is Kim Trace Chromium. So it is currently the only FDA reviewed source of chromium propionate on the market. Chromium, you know, in supplements was really something that you hear about for obese horses or horses that are having metabolic issues, but they're not the only ones that can benefit from this, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so you're exactly right. Typically, chromium is associated. Those are two areas where chromium is is typically associated, but chromium has so many more benefits than people would initially think if they are familiar with it already and so the first thing we have to remember is that chromium is a mineral right just like zinc just like manganese or other minerals and so it's involved in the body's processes so just to kind of go through the mode of action simply chromium's basic function in the body is to stabilize insulin receptors within the animals by doing that then the animal is now able to improve the use of glucose or sugar okay so that's the mode of action it simply comes down to the physiological function of chromium in the horse that mode of action that i just went through Mm -hmm. Uh, and every cell in the horse really relies on glucose to fuel its function and growth and so it's really up to the horse once additional glucose becomes available it's really up to the horse as to how they want to utilize that. And so by mobilizing more glucose into the tissue, into the cells, uh, chromium can result in in really improved overall well-being based on that animal's needs. So, so okay, so we understand how it helps in the cells and stuff, and there's one thing that we're all thinking about and hearing about a lot right now is the immune system, right? Uh, because, right. you know, we got this little virus going around. So, you know, and I'm immune compromised, so it's something that I've dealt with for 15 years. Is, does chromium have an impact on that, on the immune system? Absolutely. Good question. Yeah. So anytime a horse or even if so, if you want to relate this to yourself, anytime a horse or a human has a health challenge uh, or exposed to a virus or bacteria, the immune system within the body becomes activated and immune cells begin to fight off that pathogen, right? Which is what we're used to. But when this happens, what people may not know is that immune cells can only use glucose for the energy, nothing else. Okay. Oh, so uh, if you go I back... Yeah. Yeah. So if you go back, as, as I mentioned prior, chromium's basic metabolic function is to improve that insulin sensitivity, which improves that the, the body's ability to utilize glucose. And so by able to do that, now we are able to bolster the immune function of the, of the human body or the horse. Right. So, again, it, it simply it simply comes back to stabilizing that receptor and improving the, uh, the use of glucose within that horse's body. That makes sense now why diabetics are having so much trouble with, with uh, COVID, right? That, now you've, you've said it in a way that I actually understand why diabetics are having trouble with this. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, typically when people, when, when, when people correlate this from a human experience, it's in, it's in diabetics because a lot of the times uh, they're insulin resistant. 
Well, one of the things we've been talking about in the past weeks as it relates to chromium is cortisol. First of all, what is cortisol and where, where does it come into the picture? Cortisol is typically associated with stress. So if people are, if people are I have are a lot of that with, recently, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right, so, I'm sure most people My do. cortisol must be it, through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, uh, when people are horses are, and, and horses are stressed too, right? There, there's not too many days that go by that a horse isn't stressed. Anytime a person is stressed, there is a release of cortisol within the body, okay? And so, again, this happens in humans and animals. And so anytime that, anytime that, you, that you are stressed, then you typically get sick, right? If there's a chronic period of stress, then you typically get sick. The horse would be the same way. The way it functions is, is that when you are stressed, cortisol spikes, the level of cortisol spikes within the body, and it changes the way your body utilizes the glucose. Okay, so that, that's how it relates back to that function. It tries to make sure that the glucose is available for the most vital body functions. And so while that's a necessary function, it's a fight or flight response, right? It helps the body recover. Uh, but the drawback is, is that cortisol suppresses your immune function. Hence why I said typically when you have chronic periods of stress, you then get sick from it because it's suppressing your immune function. And so by improving the ability of, of all the cells to use more glucose, in the case of, uh, in the mode of action of chromium, um, the horse is then able to overcome some of those health challenges. And that's stress, whether it's from illness or psychological or whatever. Yeah, that can be anything. That yeah, the the illness is a great example based on you know what we're going through nowadays. Right. But really, any stress. I mean, you talk about trailering, different performance competitions, um, physical and um, environmental stresses. Uh, the the cortisol release can be beneficial to the horse again in the short term, but in the long term, not necessarily. And so, if we're able to keep those those cortisol, even when we're stressed. We are reducing the function of it. So anytime we can reduce those cortisol levels and bring those down, then the horse has the ability to use that glucose in other parts of the body. So should chromium be used, in that case, should chromium be used only when there's stress or as a maintenance thing all the time? So as horse people, we often think of, you know, we don't want to wait for the for the major issues to happen. Because they so, happen quickly, as we've all learned. Be, <laughs> so, right, yeah. and, right. And you want to be proactive <laughs> rather than reactive. So you, sometimes you don't always have time to respond. And from a nutrition standpoint, we want to be preventative. So, yeah, it's something that we believe is, uh, again, is an essential nutrient for all animals, whether that be the horse out in the pasture or the high-end performance horse. Anytime any of those horses... Um, from those two ends and in between, can utilize and clear more glucose within the body, they're in a much better state. So it sounds like chromium is a big deal, all right? Um, how do we get it? How do you get chemtrace chromium? So as we, uh, we covered in one of our initial conversations, Glenn, uh, Kim and Equine is an ingredient company, so typically you won't see our product on a shelf. But we work through feed and supplement uh, companies in order to get our ingredients to market. And so we just launched about a month ago. And so we have new customers coming online every day, uh, every week. And so there'll be a number of feed or supplement companies that are introducing Chemtrace Chromium into their formulations. And so what we would encourage people to do is, is reach out to your feed or supplement company of choice and ask them to include Chromium 
in those products. You can also reach out to us, to Kim and Equine. You can visit Kimin.com backslash chromium EQ. So that's Kemin, K-E-M-I-N dot com backslash chromium EQ for more information. And, and we could we will be able to uh, to help you as well. Well, thanks a bunch, Cody. And we thank Kemin for continuing their support here of the Horses in the Morning show. And we really appreciate that. Are you ready? Bring it. Now, remember, if you have an equestrian problem, it most likely is a first world problem. Also, these problems, I don't make them up. I ask people to tell me what their actual first world equestrian problem is, and they are happy to tell me. So much so that I'll never get to all of them. But this is a if you, if you want to become uh, a, a submitter for first world equestrian problems, Glenn, tell them how they do it. You ju- just become an auditor. So go to the Horses in the Morning Facebook or Horse in the Morning website and go down the right hand side of the page. You'll see the auditor banner for as little as three dollars a month. You too can become an auditor. All right. Well, the first very very sad problem comes from Susanna. And she says, I have all of this time now with my new job. I'm just working a few 12-hour shifts a week. But with the quarantine, I haven't seen my horse since it's all started. Never mind. This is a real problem. That's a real problem that a lot of people have right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Stephanie says, after a month of spending every day with my horse, I actually have to go back to work tomorrow. And then I'll only have three days a week to spend trail riding in the mountains. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's feeling sorry for Stephanie right now. (laughs) Bonnie says that she needs, she's like, so I need to give myself a haircut. But I took my hair scissors out to Tremaine's at the barn and I forgot to get them. And now I'm already in the house. I guess what came over the weekend, speaking of that, uh, my people clippers came and Jennifer gets to cut my hair for the first time ever tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, We'll see how that goes. So you take people clippers to do that? Because I I used horse clippers on Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) I voted for the people clippers, hoping that it would be a finer operation than just shaving me. So I'm hoping that with all her experience that she doesn't screw it up. We'll see. So, um, Lucas was like, isn't there supposed to be a plastic thing on yes, the end of it? And I was is. like, yes, there's, yeah, I don't have that. So I, <laughs> that's why we got the paper clippers was seriously the, just to get those guards. <laughs> yeah. I did like the 1970s, 1980s bowl cut. Like, <laughs> I mean, the whole bottom is shaved and then I didn't have any scissors. So like I lifted up with a comb and then zip, zip, shave across the top. So, I mean, it looks amazing. Hey, you know what? When lie, you buy I real people talked. clippers too, you actually get the little cape comes with it. Oh well, we were in the, in the we were in the, come on we were in the barn aisle. <laughs> it was fine. Like hold still, chin up. Chin well, up. I will let you know if you see me completely bald on Wednesday. You'll know it didn't go well. So. Perfect. I was like, can I just please shave it off? He's like, no. Like, like the perfect time. Um, Bon. Uh, let's see. Rachel says my horse only eats green apples, and if you give her a red one, she looks at you. Like you're trying to poison her. But green <laughs> apples are more expensive. I do like the green Rachel, ones better personally myself, too. That's why she likes them, because they're, they're more expensive. expensive. How does nope. the horse know the difference, though, really? They just know. Um, yeah, uh, nobody, don't eat red apples. They're dyed. Get Fujis. They, uh, anything that doesn't look like it's painted is a good one. Yeah, we love uh, Fujis. That's the ones we get, actually, Fujis. Yeah. 
Um, Haley says sitting at home is boring. So I want to go shopping for riding clothes online, but I can't because I'm not working and my free government money is for board and bills, but I want new stuff. I wonder if she lives in Canada because they're getting that free government money. Oh, well, we got free government money. No, they get $2,000 a month. Oh, well, I'm moving to Canada. (laughs) Holly says, my young horse finally loaded into the trailer today, which means fingers crossed he'll be ready to head to training by next weekend. But I'm sad he won't be here at my house so I can stare at him whenever I want because he's so pretty. (laughs) And my trainer lives three minutes away. (laughs) (laughs) Watch it there. Electra says there's this horse in the barn where I ride and she's older. But if I offer her the senior treats, she turns her back on me and only wants the minty or apple treats. Yes. Again, because <laughs> they she's know smart enough to know. Right. Exactly. Who wants a seat? Like Glenn, if somebody was like, hi, do you want like a cookie or do you want like a senior cookie? Which one would you want? <laughs> I will take the cookie. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Bring me the chocolate um, chip cookie. Thank maybe you. don't tell her that they're senior cookies and <laughs> she won't be offended. Um, Aaron says my pony. Oh, this sucks. My pony dumped my new bottle of fly spray and it soaked my back on track boots in it. The good news is the fly spray got soaked up by something that you might want to use to, re- you know, repel flies anyway. But what sucks is your bottle of fly spray got dumped. Sucks. <laughs> my Jillian says my new half pad came in while I was riding. So now I can't use it again until Friday. <laughs> I'd be like, give me that. I'm getting off. <laughs> Take the saddle off, throw it on. Uh, Carrie says, I have been helping my new friend with her new project. My, wait. I've been helping my friend with her new project horse, but now he's so cool and fun that I want to keep him. <laughs> uh, Drax is for sale. Um, Lisa says we are in a level four lockdown and the landlord. Oh, this sucks. Fertilized the paddocks with chicken manure and it smells so bad, but I can't leave the property girl. If if you have, if y'all listening, if you have never smelled the fertilized chicken field, basically what they do is they scrape out coops and they dump them on fields. And here's the the thing. They dead chickens are in there and they scrape out the bottom of the coop and they dump it in fields to like fertilize it. And it's like dead. It's so I, well, we had a chicken farm when we lived in Newville in Pennsylvania. We had a chicken farm right behind us. And so that's what would happen. He would uh, he would clean it out, and then he would dump it into all the fields around us. And, oh, you could tell it was clean out day. I'll tell you something that was worse. Those are not free-range chickens, by the way. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll tell you what was worse was the day we saw the sewage truck that had picked up from the local houses and dumped it in the field across the street. <laughs> Apparently, that was legal. I don't know if it's still legal, but it was legal in Pennsylvania to jump human sewage as oh, fertilizer in the fields. Stop. My, my throat hurt. I was having like a bad. I need some I gum. I wonder if that's still legal. If anybody knows, let us know, because I, I, was, I was appalled. I didn't know that was a legal thing. Let's move on okay. to serenities. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Fruit? And I feel you like... Go back to fruit? Should we go back no, to apples? <laughs> we're going to go to serenities. Her... Um, her First world problem is very common and I've already talked about it today because it's so frustrating. And her problem is calendar. Stop reminding.
reminding me of all the fun horsey things that I am missing this year. Girl, it's true. I missed a show. I missed my first horse show of the season. We missed Rolla. Like it's it's it, and it, the problem is like Chad's like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, let me look at my calendar. Oh, it's show jumping day, Chad. That's what's happening today. That's what I'm doing today. By the Ugh. way, last year this time you were off because we, if you remember right, we went from Kentucky or we went from Kentucky to Tennessee to the mountains, and we. Spent, I went from Kentucky to California. That's right. That's why we were both off this week last year, and I just remember it because remember me telling you about the road up to the cabin we had was like straight up, and we were mm-hmm. scared to death. Why that seems like ten years ago now. <laughs> it's just... Rhonda says I am getting a new washing machine May fifth. And I needed to warm up enough before then so I can wash my horse blankets in the old one. And it just won't warm up. She's Canadian. <laughs> she gets money, but she yeah, she gets her $2,000 a month. That ain't helping. <laughs> Chantel says, I, <laughs> this is funny. I'm, uh, so I'll give you a story after this, but Chantel says, my husband moved my favorite travel mug to the top shelf and I can't reach out. I think Chantel's on the shorter side. Like you. Chantel, girl, I am trying to like move my new, I like bought dishes at Target, you know, and I am taking them to the new I house. I bought the fancy ones, huh? Yeah. Dude, Target, man. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> um, Yeah, so I put them in the dishwasher and I washed them all in my new fancy dishwasher and I put them on the shelf. Do you know, Glenn, that I can only reach the bottom shelf of my cabinets? <laughs> the bottom shelf. That was poor planning on my part. It was. Why didn't I lower the cabinets like a foot? That kitchen was big enough. You don't need all those shelves anyway. Oh, my God. There is, people are going to be like opening the cabinets and there's nothing, nothing. <laughs> in the top two shelves. You just the bottom. You should have done a Charlotte. Now, Charlotte's listening to this. And Charlotte's our friend, our para rider friend who's in a wheelchair. And when they built the new house that she lives in, they didn't put any cabinets above. There's none. So all the cabinets are down below. And it's the first house I've ever seen with a kitchen where there's no cabinets above. And it was kind of odd, you know, because it, you're expecting cabinets. That's what you, you know, needed to do. You know what's odd, Glenn, is having cabinets that you can't use. So at least she's practical. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, you should have done that. $1,000 on freaking cabinets. Because you're about the same height as her with her even sitting in the chair. So it's about the same. Am I? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just go ahead. I'm so special. Before I get in trouble. <laughs> It's okay. I just, I'm defeated today. So like, I just, I'm not going to get mad. I just, I just want to go back to Larissa's and drink wine. (laughs) (laughs) It's five o'clock somewhere. You're good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Okay. Although that rule seems to have gone out the window, by the way, Uh, the drinking at five starts at five o'clock. I think pandemics, it starts around nine in the morning. I woke up so sad yesterday morning that I actually was like, Chad, is it okay to put Bailey's in my coffee? Like in the morning, he's like, no. I thought that's but, what you were supposed to put Bailey's in your coffee. He, he's like, but we can do that for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's when Bailey's was made for that, I think. I, I'll do Bailey's and coffee when I'm like on an early morning flight. All right, you have time for one more. Um. Well, good. Well, no, I have more than one. Okay, yeah, uh, Brenda says, I am able... <laughs> this is funny. It's kind of a re- re- reverse problem. I am able to get to the barn regularly again and see my horse. So I'm pretty sure this solved my husband's first world equestrian problem. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to hear about WinTech and then we're coming back with the end from Horse Nation. Coach Jen here, HRN Chaos Control Officer and host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on Horse Radio Network. 
Longtime Horse Radio Network fans know that I'm a big fan of Wintech saddles. I've been riding in them for about 20 years now. Whether I'm eventing, showing in dressage, or fox hunting, or hitting the trail at an endurance competition, I know my saddle fits my horse, and it's going to hold up to the toughest conditions and look great doing it. You may be wondering exactly which saddle do I use for this varied group of disciplines? Well, Wintech makes saddles for every discipline. That's how. I have several. And Wintech doesn't sit on their laurels. 2019 brings even more innovation to the saddle range, so head out to your local tax store and have a sit-in one. Or you can contact your favorite online retailer, arrange a test ride, or check them out online at wintechsaddles.us. All right, it's that time of the week when we head over to Deanne at Horse Nation and find out what's going on over there. Hi, Deanne. Hello, how are you this morning? Good. So it's been interesting watching the nations, all the different websites, uh, as all press is in the horse world, trying to find stories to talk about that aren't related to competitions. So we have heard and, and read more stories about the back lives of riders than I've ever seen in my life. Oh, absolutely. And I think part of that is, again, sites are trying to cover things that aren't competitions. And fortunately for Horse Nation specifically, we tend to be a little bit more of like a general site. So it's in some ways business as usual for us, except for the fact that when people aren't competing, they typically have less to write about, right? Right. That's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're getting a lot of retrospectives. And I think, like you said, they're not competing. So they're coming up trying to come up with things to write about. But also, I think people are at home and they're sitting there trying to break up their, if they're able to work from home, like their work days and like just sitting there thinking about it, like, oh, I've been meeting to write this down. And so now they are. (laughs) And we've gotten interviews with writers on some of the shows that we would have never gotten otherwise because they're just, they have time. So there are some celebrities that are coming out of this whole COVID thing. And two of those celebrities are Whiskey and Lulu. People cannot get enough of Whiskey and Lulu. Nor can I. Like, I'm obsessed. Well, and right, and it's kind of funny because, like, well, being let's a Let's tra- explain be- who Whiskey and Lulu are for the for the ill-informed. Okay, so they are Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, mini horse and mini donkey, right? <laughs> and I believe Whiskey's the donkey and Lulu's the horse. But I was, I was about to say, like, as a child of, like, the 80s and 90s and being originally from Southern California or California in general, like... I have a soft spot in my heart for the Terminator because the movies are freaking rad and then like kind of laughed at the whole governor issue. But now like it's come back around and I'm like, yeah, Arnold, like, yes, you love this mini horse and donkey. So like I'm on your team and you're sending the message that people should stay home. (laughs) He is just something else. And I'm sure that I don't think, I think, you know, a lot of celebrities do stuff like this for the publicity and to stay in the limelight. I don't think Arnold gives a crap. He just well, right, like I think he has all the money he could possibly yeah, want. Exactly. So, like, yeah, I think he's like whatever. <laughs> but I think he literally got bored one day and was like, "Look, I'm eating a salad with my donkey and horse. I'm going to film it and stay at home." And then it got 25 bazillion views, and and now he's like, oh, "I got this thing going. I might as well just keep filming. I got nothing <laughs> right. else to do." And from what I can tell, nobody lives with him except the animals. <laughs> so, <laughs> like the grounds are like quiet, yes. and then the horse and donkey. I, I don't see anybody 
else in the house. Maybe they're all hiding, but I don't know if he has anybody. But I want to know, does he actually clean up after after Whiskey and Lulu in the house? See, I thought about that, too. And I don't know. Like, questions. You know what? You know what? Try to get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk to Arnold. I wonder if he'd come on. Uh, Jennifer, we'll try. We'll get sick Jennifer on that and see if we can get Arnold to come on right now. <laughs> we we'll need to know what happens when Whiskey and Well, Lou let's not ask him about the may or the nanny, though, okay? Let's just skip that and <laughs> yeah, move on. Skip that. <laughs> yeah, we won't ask him if there's a housekeeper. Let's just not ask that. Uh, well, and what I love about he posted like two videos of him eating with whiskey and Lulu yeah. and then plus like this most recent one of them running around after a bath. What like a total Easter egg for me when he posts the videos that he's actually in is if like you look at his T-shirts, they're always T-shirts of himself. I didn't oh, really? That. <laughs> like, like one of them was for like the newest Terminator movie. And then the that. other one is a picture, like a silhouette of him as Mr. Universe, <laughs> which is amazing. I want to know how he gives them a bath. These are very tiny animals and he is a big guy. Does he bend over? Does he put them up like a dog on a, on a table? I don't think he's that tall, though. Yeah, I but think... he looks like he'd have a tough time bending over. I mean, he's just well, built like a brick. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> well, or does somebody else bathe them? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're... Oh. Well, we're not going to ask that either, because I don't want to know. I don't get you know, I lied. He posing... I pulled it. He's 6'2", so he's not short. Never no. mind, I took it back. <laughs> no. He's not short. You think the Terminator's short? No, so um, I, I'm looking at a picture of him with uh, his little Yorkie in a cup cherry. That's his dog. Know. Which, by the and way, is a total, just doesn't fit the picture. It's a Yorkie. And I then know. he, in this, he's wearing a t-shirt with Whiskey and Lulu and himself on it. Oh. It's <laughs> like, I want that um, t-shirt. I want one of those. It's like Inception, Arnold. <laughs> it is. Oh, wait, here he's, he's uh, cleaning his boots. And yes, uh, he's wearing a shirt that says, don't be an ass, stay inside. And it's him, Whiskey and Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> Can we wait? Can we get? Oh yes, they're for sale. Oh, I need one of those. Arnold's making a comeback here. Okay, he definitely needs to do an interview because he just got like a ton of free promos. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Twenty five ninety nine, one hundred percent of the profits go to After School All Stars, which he founded in nineteen ninety two. Like, gosh, he's such a great dude. I think Arnold's Arnold, like uh, past politicians, have retired and really are glad they aren't there anymore. It seems to be just enjoying himself, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, like even look at Obama; he looks really happy right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing this crap anymore. I know, right? You know, Obama's <laughs> got to be looking at Trump like, "Ooh, COVID yeah. sucks for you, <laughs> buddy. sucks for you." I I didn't have that. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one here. How about uh, one when to say no, admitting when a horse isn't right fit? Oh, my God, this is so appropriate for what Jamie went through over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) What? So talk about that article. Okay, I was going to say, wait, are we talking about what Jamie went through? No, it is what Jamie went through, so... Um, I love this article, and it's from one of our contributors who used to write pretty regularly for Horse Nation, um, Amanda Ronan. And it's basically, she when she reached out to me about publishing this, she was like, you know, like, I had to give up 
this off track thoroughbred after trying really, really hard to make it work. And it was like this really difficult decision for me to come to. And I felt a lot of guilt about it. So I wrote this article. She was like partially just to kind of help me work through it. But I think it's something that other people could really hear. And I think she's right. Like the response we've gotten on social media has been overwhelming and it's been positive. Um, And as I've monitored the comments, I don't want to like put my foot in my mouth or jinx it here, but I haven't seen anyone do the whole like, oh my gosh, you can't change a horse like you change your underwear. Like, how dare you give up this horse, which has been great. Like almost everybody has said like, we need to read this. People need to read it. And it's basically about like, her having to give up a horse she adopted. The horse's name is Goose. And it had, you know, these pretty like dangerous, aggressive behaviors. And she was the first one to admit, like whether it was just the combination of her with the horse or that she was outmatched or whatever it was, the horse wasn't safe for her to own. And she was really responsible about it. It's not like she dumped it on the nearest truck. Like she called the aftercare adoption organization that she got it from and they came and took the horse back to work on its behavior and to rehome it. Um, but it was like this really difficult experience for her. And I think that that in the horse world, sometimes we spend a lot of time shaming each other for getting rid of horses, which isn't appropriate. Like, right? Like we, we should be riding horses to have fun because we enjoy it. And granted, it's hard and there are moments that like suck that we have to work through. But sometimes it's just not a good fit and we should be allowed to admit that and to do what we need to do. And. Uh, you know, I I think we we talked about that earlier in the show, right, Jamie? That uh, that not always a horse is perfect fits for people. And yeah, I, and I was on the other side of it. I had I have a horse for sale, and people came to look at it, and I immediately was like, "This is not a fit for you." And then I I offered them up another horse that I really like and didn't really want to sell, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll take that one." And it was a great fit for them, but I'm like kind of dealing with like the emotions of parting with a horse that I really liked, but that will be in an amazing family if it works out. So anyway, it's kind of funny, like how this is like actually completely reverse. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's, actually, it's interesting though, the, the rescue you work with, they, every rescue would rather have you contact them back if it's not working out. Yes. And take that horse back to find the right home. Then a legitimate good a legit- rescue. Yeah. Well, I was, taking that as a given, but you're right to mention it. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, they they definitely would rather do that than, than have, you, like New Vocations would rather do that than have you do something stupid or the horse get hurt or you get hurt or it just is not a fit. And not all well, the, horses are the right fit for people. It's just- One of the horses at Horse and Hound that, that came to me for training, the reason he came to me for training is somebody had adopted him and was like, oh, we're barrel racing him already. Two weeks later, they found him in the Kaufman Kilpin in Texas. And had to buy him back and ship him back up. And she's still in a litigious situation with those guys. But like, I mean, who call the rescue? This is a a great option. That's another great reason to adopt. Don't shop because uh, you know what? You're going to call somebody back and return their horse. They're not going to take it. But a rescue, a legitimate rescue will. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say like, Jamie, I give you mad props for looking at the riders and being like, nope, try this other one. And we've had, um, I met a barn where, where the barn manager is a trainer and she's done the same thing. And, you know, you advertise a horse and you say, you know, experienced or advanced rider needed and people show up and they're like, oh, I've run up a few hills. I'm experienced. And they they get on the horse and you're like, um, 
I, you need to get off now. <laughs> Basically, I, I don't think that I, I, they were pretty honest with their writing. I, I uh, thought they would. I would if I had known, I would not have encouraged them to come out. So maybe I didn't have the whole full story. But as soon as they got here and I saw the the tension and the nervousness and the fear in the woman's eyes, I'm like, OK, that's enough. Let's get off. This is too much. <laughs> it's like a sports car that you don't. You can't try, like putting a teenager in a Ferrari that has a stick shift. And like, you're like, I, yeah, no, right. I know where gas and brakes are. That's it. So, um, it was just too much horse, but yeah, I mean, uh, maybe a, I can't imagine somebody be like, that's the horse for you, <laughs> you know, and anybody happens all the time. Yeah, I know. I know it does. I've, I've seen it happen and, and, uh, been kind of on the end of helping people repair that you know so anyway um i'm glad you didn't get the negative comments because if you do a post nowadays and don't get one negative comment you're doing well (laughs) right and like i said i I monitored them really carefully the first few days that or amanda has been deleting them (laughs) (laughs) no i posted them she can't delete it not posting comments posted the um the promo (laughs) it is a great situation it is a good thing that you know, I mean, her situation, that was very dramatic, very dramatic. And she did a lot of stuff to try to improve the behavior of the horse. And he got really aggressive. And when you have an aggressive horse, that's scary. I don't care who you are. Oh, absolutely. It is scary. And and and, and then add a kid into the situation, right? Yeah, like uh, you can't. You can't. I mean, just chasing your husband out of because, the realm. I mean, yeah, yeah because yeah. the kid and the husband are never going to want to deal with a horse again. I mean, that's right. Take that from personal experience. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't want to deal with any horse. Exactly. And then, then you then got a real got problem. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad to see that. <laughs> good. Another positive for today. How about the toilet roll challenge? What's all that about? So I didn't even realize this was a thing. I didn't either until I I saw your article. (laughs) Right. Until I saw that video. And um, the video itself is, um, was from Instagram, if I remember correctly. And, um, but it was in German. And so I used to speak a little bit of German, but like, not enough that I, so I had to go back and just like double check and translate it. And, um, and I was like, oh, there's a toilet roll challenge and this is a thing. So apparently in response to toilet paper shortages and kind of people mocking it, there's been this toilet roll challenge that shows people doing various things with toilet paper um, that you wouldn't normally do with toilet paper, right? (laughs) So if you like Google the hashtag toilet roll challenge or toilet paper challenge, like there are gymnasts tumbling with it tucked under their chins. There's a soccer player. I don't know what you call this, but like playing hacky sack with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So doing all these things but this led to this video of this equestrian jumping with two stacks of toilet paper in her hands um starts out with five rolls and then it goes to six and she's jumping i believe stirrupless and bridleless so which is like awesome in and of itself plus she's holding six rolls of toilet paper and she did it three through yeah through three jumps <laughs> three jumps and they're not like so i'm not a jumper right like i ride western so to me a jump is like cross poles but they're like actual jumps i mean they're yeah they're probably a meter yeah, yeah they're 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 high enough that it's a real jump but she had horses. three rolls stacked in each hand while riding bridleless and stirrupless Yes. That's a challenge that not too many people are going to be able to beat. (laughs) Like, I want to be friends with her. (laughs) I can't carry three rolls of toilet paper without knocking them over. 
forget riding and jumping, bridalists, daedalists, and all that fun stuff. That sounds like the kind of thing you would hear Stacy Westfall do, right? I mean, right, that would be a Stacy right. Westfall thing. That would her be, her be like, this is how you mount up while holding six rolls of, rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. With no stirrups. <laughs> With no stirrups. Yeah. And your saddle um, un- uncinched. <laughs> All right, Jamie, there's your challenge. I'm watching um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's trying to teach Lulu social distancing, and he's locked her out of the house, and she's just really desperate to get in the house, and she's standing at the the door, the French doors, and she wants in, and I'm very sad. Let Lulu in, Arnold! We're over here talking about toilet paper, and Jamie's still on Arnold. Arnold. Let him in, let him in. Did you buy your T-shirt yet? I'm not going to, it's none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Dan, for joining us. It's for charity. Hello. (laughs) We appreciate you joining us. It's horsenation.com. Hang in there, girl. Yep. Have a good week. All right. Bye. 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 Well, all of you hang in there, too. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll have a full week of Kentucky Derby lookbacks this week. Tomorrow on the show... We have the Western Show with Tara will be here, and that will be uh, the Western Show tomorrow. Jamie and will be here Wednesday and Friday. So we have a full week of coverage for you. We hope that you continue to join us, continue to be safe. Don't forget, I'm doing Facebook Live at 5 tonight on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page with Max Cochran, uh, President of the United States Eventing Association. And also, I'm going to talk a little bit about something that's really pissing people off. So uh, we'll talk about that, too. Like... Like, there's a lot of those, so that was an open-ended tease. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. I'm like, I can't even think of what you're one. You're not going to say it? Spay, neuter, geld. Sorry, I was watching Lulu. (laughs) 